0: Morning, everybody. It really is, yeah. It really is a privilege to be here and be God's messenger boy. We've got Lord asks you to do something. it's always an honour to be able to bring the word of God. And uh, we're so grateful for what God has brought out of this congregation over the years. And um, yeah, and for the relationship um, that Rian and Helen and Jenny and I have developed over the last two years, been so precious. And, and, some, and the elder team working with the elder team has been great and wonderful. And we thank the Lord for, even yesterday we, were, we went for a motorbike ride in the morning to celebrate Will. We went to, with Louis, his brother, we went to uh, River Castile and uh, in midday we had the memorial for Will and uh, Will originated through the Lord, brought this building alive and, the, and most importantly the people um, that he brought in to, the, to be partner with us in the kingdom. And so yeah oh, I, I, I love the way the worship, the direction the worship was going in and the words that were coming through. It just felt like what I feel in my heart for you guys this morning is Edgmond, um, that God wants to do something in and through you today to advance his kingdom in each of our lives um, uh, so every person is precious you know God does see us collectively we, we, we see through how he treated Israel um, that he saw him as, as one and God sees us as one as part of his body but individually he works with us we're all precious to him and um, I really sense in the spirit that God wants to bring breakthrough in many of our lives this morning and uh, I did entitle this word overcoming um, and I've brought my I've dug my khaki out here uh, this is my khaki. It's a 2007 uh, Japanese Porsche. It's called a Subaru. And um, for those who know anything about motor cars, it's got the same engine configuration as a Porsche. It um, doesn't go the same as a Porsche yet, but uh, but there have been many Golf GTI owners who have gone home to their wives and said can car needs to go to get fixed. A grandpa in a blue station wagon just beat them off the, off the line. But I felt the Lord saying, you know, this key represents our lives, and it's individually cut, and every key is individually cut, and uh, if it wasn't cut properly, it wouldn't fit in the ignition and get halfway, and as it goes in, it moves little tumblers out the way, and it goes into position, and in that place, you can turn it, and it starts the engine, there's life in that car, and I feel the same way, I feel God's given us a picture this morning for our lives as a key, uh, that he wants to bring a key into each one of our lives today. To get that key all the way into the, into the lock so that it can be turned and that you can fully function and fully walk in everything that God has called you to walk in. And uh, I really want to, yeah, I really hope at the end of this word that you will be encouraged as who you are in Christ Jesus. You know, in preaching, there's so many different uh, angles you can come from in presenting God and, and who the, the nature of God and who He is. Um, We can speak about a God of wrath, and he is a God of wrath, that people will experience that side of him in eternity. Um, And we'll find out why not accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior would, it would bring about God's wrath. We know God is loving, and he's just, and he's kind, and if you want to read about who God is, go and read 1 Corinthians 13, the famous scripture on love. You know, God, uh, love is patient, love is kind, love is, uh, thinks the best of, and it's just so many, that's the attributes of what love is, and God is defined as love, and he loves us, he loves us dearly. But we can't reduce God down to uh, Father Christmas, handing out marshmallows and hot chocolate, um, you know, all the special elite units of the armies uh, the americans got their seals and the british got the sas and i, I think south africa has got a special task force um, they don't get who they are and become those guys by sitting around drinking hot chocolate and eating marshmallows you know they got to go through tough times in order to earn that qualification and that, that who they become in those elite units and in the same way god puts us through many experiences in this life as he cuts us and as he molds us and gets us ready to go into the ignition. And uh, he works in our lives to bring us to a place of being able to lock right in and be able to turn and become effective in his kingdom. And I really believe God's dreaming over you guys this morning, that there's so much more for you in him. You're nothing with Adam, let me tell you. I found that out, I mean, say, 41 years. And the older you get in Christ, the more you realize how nothing you really are. And you just realize, wow, I, I can't believe looking back sometimes how arrogant I was in Christ, you know. I thought it was all about me and God, you know. And you just realize, man, you're just a gift. I'm just a gift to you this morning. You're a gift to me. And all of you are a gift. And God wants to unlock those gifts. If you knew where Jenny and I came from, we always compare myself to Will Murray. I'm the total opposite of him. He is such a gift. He is. I'm going to say is because he is still alive in Christ right now. He's soaring with Jesus right now. I met with him just a week before he went overseas, and yeah, just, I want to just drink from his life, you know. I said, Lord, Will, just talk to me about your life. And, and uh, I didn't feel, felt like I hadn't finished with him. I wanted more from him. And, he, and I, this was on the 15th of October, a week before he went to Isle of Man and never returned. And, and I said, can we meet again? He said, yeah. And he never, has gone to be with the Lord now. But um, I just realized, you know, I look at a guy like him, and I think, man, I wish I had a fraction of his gifting. I wish I could, but then I said, but Lord, you made me the way I am. This is who I am. I can't be wrong. I must be me. I must walk in my shoes. I must walk in the gifting that you've placed upon my life. And Lord, how can I unlock that to your glory? How can I unlock that, Lord? If you knew me back 20 years ago, I'm not the same person. God has changed me to become more like him. I had to get over myself. I had to get over my fears and my imperfections and say, Lord, Come and every time I felt that I've got bruises and cuts all over my body through doing life. I was 24 years in business and 20 years now in ministry. And uh, you know, we've lost a house, paid off house, lost it, and it's all over again. We've, we've, we've been through stuff in life, and through that, you are shaped and molded in Jesus to become more Christ like so that you become more effective in this life. We're not called here just to suck air and eat food and just pass through life and just have a job and a career. I was brought to Cape Town with a career. I was working for Total, the French Petroleum Company, and, and they, I've still got the letter in my office. You know, I've come to Cape Town for a year and a half, I was from Durban, and go to Europe for two years, the factories in Europe, and then go back to Durban and oversee all the factories in South Africa. There was a lovely career path, and the Lord has gotten me and tore it up and said, here's Andrew Silly, and we've been with him since January 1999, and walked with him, and seen Josh Jen grow from 15 people to who knows how many now, as uh, as." The church comes into health and grows under his leadership, Jesus' leadership. He's the head of the church. And i believe there's so many gifts here, like Russell's and Jenny's, who consider themselves nobodies. And I'm just a businessman. I've got three children. My boys are all in their 30s, now my grandpa. and um, But you know what? We always put our hand up. We, we were deacons for 20 years. Literally cleaned the toilets and led home groups and, and came to Cape Town, you know, it was lord wherever we present our lives to god all the way through i mean say 41 years Jenny is about 45 years now and we've always just kept we've seen others fall by the wayside fall away fall away as temptations came their way and things came in this life which took them off the course and the destiny of god had god for them i'm not saying we should all go into full-time ministry by any means but in your life are you working most effectively for jesus as you could and i want to i want to just hopefully you know the word of god is powerful it penetrates it cuts through it's so incredibly, incredibly powerful and i'm hoping that the word of god will penetrate our, who we are because you know we made up with a body which is temporary this body will fall away we will get a resurrected body one day we do have a soul which our mind our, mil, our will and our emotions um, and we, do have, we are spirit beings essentially just living and that's our spirit and our soul will continue into a resurrected body one day with Jesus but in this life we do have many temptations that we got to overcome in order to walk in the fullness of what Jesus called us into and if we can follow we call to follow Jesus so let's follow him we'll look at the word and see how we can follow him and all these things. And know that, that he was tempted in every way. I want to look a little bit at temptation and testing. And what is the difference between the two? And how do we overcome? And how do we, how do we understand a test? And how do we understand a temptation? And what, will, what does God want to set us free in even today? Jesus was tested. and am going to read that scripture uh, first. Let's go through uh, Luke 4, 1 to 14. Do we still get it at the back there? Or only at the back here? Oh, we get it there too. Let's see if I can use my glasses. i got to wear glasses now. Follow this temporary body. Um, sorry, if I can turn my back to you and just read it, please. It'll take too long there. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, sorry, uh, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. He had just fasted and was led by the Spirit in the desert. Okay, so the Spirit led him there to be tempted Where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. A bit of a British guy must have written this thing. A bit of sort of understatement, you know. He was a bit hungry. Um, The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it's written, man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all the authority and splendor for it has been given to me, because he's known as the prince of this world, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, all will be yours. Jesus' answers, written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For as written, he will command his angels. Now now the devil gets a little sneaky now, and I start throwing in scripture. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him alone to an opportune time. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. So you see the, test, the temptation of Jesus—that he went through temptations just like us—and and the Bible says that he was tempted in every way that we were. I battle get my mind around that sometimes. So I'm thinking, Jesus, were you tempted with? I mean, our modern battle today is pornography. They wouldn't have had it in those days; they didn't have the media means. But there must have been a comparable thing of temptation, sexually, for Jesus. For me, it's like, wow, I can't even get my mind around that. But it says he was tempted in every way, not just some, every way. So men understand, Jesus was tempted with the sexual things that you are tempted with right now. And he passed every single temptation that came his way. But the Spirit led him to this place, because the, you know, the, God wants us, to test us in order for us to pass. The devil tempts us in order for us to fail. There's a big difference. God is cheering us on, he's rooting for us, he's empowering us, he's equipping us for every temptation that will come your way. And he's giving you all the means to come through that temptation and to and as the Spirit allows it to you to be tested, you will pass if you turn, make the right choice and the right decision. You see, the Bible talks about our heart all the time. Uh, uh, God says, David is a man after my own heart. And the heart is the seat of your will, where you make decisions. You know, every, every decision has to pass through your heart. And as it comes to that place, you've got a decision to make which way you're going to go, which way you're going to land. Are you going to pass the test or are you going to fail the temptation? And so we are in control. God gives us and He partners with us in our personal joy, journey with Him in this life. And He says that He came full of the Holy Spirit. If you're born again this morning, your spirit is renewed. You're a son and a daughter of the living God. You've got the whole of heaven's power behind you. Put up one John, three verse eight, please. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because he, the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Destroy the devil's work. And one, I'm a. I fall more into the category of pastor pastor. Okay, um, Andrew would regard me as a, what they call in Ephesians four eleven the far pastor. I quit pastors, is I've got a pastoral heart more than I am a. I am. believe I like to also work in evangelist, whatever and we took an unsafe couple after supper this week and we spent talking about them about the lord jesus um, so i love evangelism i love prophecy i prophesy but the, my main heart is pastoring and that representation is, is representing god's heart the evangelist represents god's desire for the for the saved. the prophecy god's uh, desire to unlock teaching once god's desire to bring the word and truth to us because the truth will set us free And so from a pastoral side, I am, and I'm, when I say this, I'm representing God. I really believe it. He so desires his people to walk in freedom. He's so, I'm just quoting scripture. I'm not quoting Russell, by the way. When I'm using, I'm I'm the messenger boy, like I said. I'm trying to connect with what God would, I'm want to encourage you this morning. He wants to set us free, and the biggest problem I find with Christians, they think they are free, but when you're objective, which means you're outside the situation, often you can see the people not walking in the fullness of God, and there's so many gifts that are going to arrive in heaven unwrapped, and we know the parable of the the three uh, stewards of God's talents that he dishes out, and two of them multiplied what God had given, them, not just handed it back, but the one God has handed it back unused, I buried it. And my passion and my desire, again, representing God, is that every person will multiply what God has put in them. Whatever God's put in you, God wants to see that multiplied. And the way keeps people in bondage is often in their thoughts, their understanding, the way they view themselves. I'm pathetic, I'm broken, I'm, I'm useless, I can't do it, and not me, choose him. But God says, no, I'll choose you. I'll choose you. There's so much here in this room that God wants to use in order to bring his kingdom, take it forward. I believe a lot's going to come out of here. That, you know, the rivers flowing into this into this group of people who identify as Meet AM congregation, and I believe God wants to light fires in hearts this morning. Passions that have died down. You know, maybe some folks are sitting at the back; they used to sit in the front. Just in, it doesn't make any difference if you sit in the back or the front. But sometimes it can. Some, for some people, it could be. I'm just going to sit at the back and keep quiet. I'm just going to dial out you know not me don't pick me when I stood up against the devil he took me out I'm not trying I'm not trying that again but I'm telling you God wants you you to get up this morning wants you to get up and fight you've got to fight for what God's put in you you've got to fight because it glorifies him Uh, why do we exist we exist to glorify God that's the whole reason for your existence to glorify God it's in the book of Isaiah you're created to glorify God when people see you they should see Jesus I should see you overcoming the temptations that you're dealing with and the problems that you're dealing with. And I want you to understand that many of you have gone through a lot of tough things and you're still here. The other day I met with a young chap in Durbanville. Um, I've handed over Durbanville, I don't lead it anymore, to Kevin, another, another guy. And I met this one guy, his name was C.J. I've publicly spoken about him so I'll carry on. And... Uh, and he said, yeah, how come the evening congregation seems to have so much life compared to the morning one? And the, the, the morning, evening one was planted out of the morning. But there's a completely different group of people. The evening, I mean, you could, I'm on their WhatsApp groups. I can see they can call pizza in 20 minutes and they're all going to be at you know, the Fanarotti's or Pavarotti. Or, and they're all going to be singing for their pizza. And, and they're all there like a bear, you know. And the Dernville you tr- morning, you try and call that. We've got 140 children. We have the highest two-to-one ratio uh, in in Josh Jen. It's going to take about two months to get the guys to go for pizza, you know. I'm in Joburg and business that day and our parents meeting and, you know. I said, see, it's just two different dynamics that you're dealing with. Don't judge the morning guys. In fact, those morning, and then I had a little epiphany when I was preaching few months ago and cj was there we got a guy he's called uncle stan and he's 89 Uh, i can't remember why i called him up to come and pray but uncle stan preached up prayed up a storm you know wow lord and and uncle stan well as he went back i said cj see see uncle stan he's a radical christian he's radical for god he has served the lord jesus for, for over 60 years He's been married for 55, 60 years or something. He's raised five children. His wife's now going through Alzheimer's and, in a home, and he's here praying up a storm. I says, CJ, see these ladies sitting someone sitting here? They're single moms. They don't know when they find the rent for the end of the month. They've got kids with learning disabilities, and, and they're struggling through life. They've got cuts and bruises over them. But they're here. You know what time we have church in Durberville? 12 o'clock and half past two, because we have to we borrow the AFM's building for the last two years. We couldn't use the school anymore. We are building a new building. Thanks, thank the Lord. At the beginning of next year. I said, these ladies, these people sitting here, are here at 12 o'clock every week, serving, worshiping God, serving with their lives, raising children, being living for Jesus. That's a radical Christian. And I would encourage you this morning, you've got to understand who you are. If anybody touches you and comes against you, they are coming against God. Do you know that? So I'm preaching quite a, on, over here at the moment of who God is. I've had that in my business. Ask Jenny. I've, I literally wanted to walk up and punch a guy once if, in the work situation because they were affecting my business, their business. And he gave me a bit of cheek. So I walked up to hit him. And the Lord, I was younger, okay? And the Lord said to me... What are you doing? And I was like, what am I doing? Because this is what I handled in the old days. And so I go back to my office and I said, Lord, I hand these, it wasn't a very good prayer, but you know, Lord, I hand these guys over to you. Um, It's your problem, Lord. I'm not exaggerating. They went out of business within a month. Things happened to them. In fact, the guy I was going to hit, he's the only guy who seemed to get injured in this process. He actually rolled a vehicle and got bruises. He looked like he'd been in a bar fight, you know. And they were literally taken out of my life, gone, no more problem. And I've seen it happen many times. One guy we actually thought was killed, and um, he threatened to kill me. And we handed him over as well, and he did die. And just realize, you're the Lord's precious child. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. I do not a normal preacher from Josh Jennings this morning. But you've got to understand who you are in Christ. You've got to start standing up for who Jesus has called you to be. You are going to get tempted. You are going to get tested. But you're going to pass. You're going to do well. You're going to come through. That's why we need each other. We need to encourage one another. Come alongside each other. Build each other up. Be aware of each other. That's why we, we, we call ourselves a lifestyle church. We're not a Sunday church. Sunday is just a good meeting in God where we can all get together. Um, this is to be equipped in the word, to understand God's mind, to understand God's heart, and to go out And tomorrow is also church, because you are the church. You are the light of the world, because the light of the world is inside of you. Wherever you go, Jesus is going, the Holy Spirit. Wherever you go. You know, we've worked in the area of deliverance for about 40 years, I think it is. I'm, I'm really you know people say oh don't go into that building you know this group used it and they, they're demonic and all will stay away and, and people are so scared. I watch on social media how people give the devil so much power Christians you know be careful this is demonic and if you, no, I know there's aspects of that I mean when I got saved I had to get rid of a lot of my all my, all my music um, you know Black Sabbath isn't quite the right music to listen to as a Christian um we are transformed when Jesus comes into our life I was radically transformed Jesus came and set me free from so much stuff I wish I knew now what I knew 40 years ago who I am in Jesus I wish I knew that's why I'm going to impart at the bit this morning i finish this story the one before that okay okay I wish I knew then what I know now that's it yeah You know, I would have walked in so much more in Christ. When I got saved, I had to learn how to be a son. It took me a long time to learn that. Then I got married, and I had to learn how to be a husband. I didn't have a clue. I you know, had to be a godly husband. And then a father. I had to be a godly father. And all these things. And, and to operate in this world. See, temptation is not a sin. Because I think a lot of people get caught at that point. And I'll show you from Scripture what I mean by that temptation is not a sin because even Jesus was tempted so because a lot of people get thoughts in their mind like, oh I'm, I'm, I'm impure I'm unclean I'm a disgusting person how could I think these things and the Bible says when you dwell on them then it gives birth to sin which then gives birth to death and so that's when it starts killing you spiritually it starts destroying who you are and what God's called you and it's so when you give in to that temptation and you allow it to run its full course um, James can we have James 1 2 to 18 please Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you have faced trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Hold it there. Maturity, part of the fivefold ministry, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, is to bring the body of Christ into unity and maturity. And Hebrews 5 says, Mature Christians are those who have learned how to handle the word of God and uh, the right and wrong those are are the mature believers mature believers are not those who've just come to church for 20, 30 years because often we grow old on the outside but inside we stay stunted when we hit a temptation, a testing time we we give up we go around the mountain instead of going up the mountain and so we come back and we repeat as Jenny says uh, year one 20 years, 20 times and 30 times we just keep going around You think but I'm a mature believer I've been coming to this church for 20 years why am I not an elder why am I not a deacon because every time God tests you allows you to be tested or you get t- tempted you just go around the mountain you, don't, you don't, you're still actually one year old in your spirit in your soul in your soul and we, we don't see it. that's why we need each other tap you on the shoulder can I speak into your life actually you should open the door it's much easier that way get go to people you trust and say won't you speak into my life because often people are scared of each other. I was only nice to you, then you'll like me. But I'm actually being nicer if I tell you where well, you actually might be making a mistake. I would hate to go into eternity one day and, and find out there was stuff everyone knew about me, but I didn't know. That's not love. That's actually hating me. Love, love believes the best and says, can I just help you understand this particular area? you know do you realize that when you speak you come across rude and obnoxious and you know you speak over people and I normally preface that by I'm sure you're not aware that you do this because normally people don't when you confront people and and help them to grow in an area in their life that there's weakness often they don't they're not aware that they're doing that thing and when you point it out to them suddenly whoa am I like that that stops us growing it stops us being effective in the Lord Perseverance must finish works and you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So t- understand, testing at trials is linked up to maturity. And God wants you to be go through trials. You know, I've got little granddaughters. And if I'm honest, I want to wrap them in cotton wool and hide them away from the world. I don't want them to get hurt, you know, the playground stuff. And people are going to say things to them and hurt their feelings. They do. It, it, that happens. That um, happens. I don't want them to go through, grow up and become aware of mature stuff, you know, sexuality. Can't you just stay innocent and so pure and the way you are? I'm not saying we're all born as sinners, but they're so cute men. But I know they're going to have to go through stuff. I'm going to have to man up more than they do, I think, I have to watch them go through it, you know. But the Lord allows us, because he knows that this is good for us. Consider it pure joy, but you going to become mature, not lacking anything. Next verse, please if any of you lacks wisdom okay, this is now in the context of trials and perseverance if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously what? wisdom to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him but when he asks he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind the man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord okay? he is double minded unstable in all he does but the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. The one who's rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms, blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed, fails. In the same way, the rich man will fade even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres on the trial because, he has stood, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin and, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers, for for every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. He does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created we know the temptation is not from God but he does allow us to be tempted okay he's always there he's always controlled we can we learn from the book, book of Job you know Satan is wandering around and he came into God's presence where you've been tells him and he says hey look at your servant Job he only serves you because you bless him and look after him and you know he says and, and says let me take this stuff away and let's see what he says and God says, okay you can but this is the, the boundaries that I'm giving you so even in your life right now God will allow you to go through temptations because he knows in him, you will pass the test and you will come through. I've seen many at that point throw up their hands in despair and give up on God over the years. But he says, those who persevere to the end, when he talks about completion. So I'm encouraging you all right now, That you, I want to see you all in eternity. I want to see you all in eternity, that you'll never give up on what, what's happening in this life. You'll never give up for any situation. I can remember a good friend of mine a few years back, about 10 years or so, his wife died of cancer and she was in the mid-50s and she was the most beautiful, beautiful woman in every aspect um, most incredible person and he picked a wrong direction before when she got sick now we do believe in healing Okay, I've played for deaf people I've played for guys dying of leukemia and they got healed but not everyone gets healed and he picked a line that she will be healed and he stuck fostered and we try to prepare him just for whatever it's not negating faith by like saying God is still sovereign you know and whatever he wants will be done. And uh, when she did die, he was angry. He got the Bible in front of me and he threw it on the floor. This is a bunch of fairy tales. And he'd been a deacon and a leader in the church. Um, had his finger in my face, you know, your wife hasn't died. And um, we walked through many, many situations with people in these circumstances. And um, he did eventually come to his senses and he's back in the Lord strongly now. Um, but that was, you know, she's in glory, man. You know, this, this is not heaven. This is, the Bible says in heaven there will be no more pain in heaven you'll wipe every tear it doesn't say that it all happen right here we're living between we're living in a grace covenant right now knowing that God will bring us through all these things um, yeah, I'll just throw some scriptures I won't have time to read them I'll try and land um, 1 Thessalonians 3.5 Satan the tempter uh, 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5 Satan will tempt you um, again, Hebrews 2, verse 18, temptation is not from God. And um, let me just land with... Um, yeah, let's just look at how we can be free. If Christ came to set us free, then let's be free indeed. Let's make sure the key can go all the way into the key hole of our life, uh, that God can turn it and that there's fullness in your life of you walking in everything that God's called you into. So I just want to give four points. They're not not complete, um, but just four things that I felt for today. Uh, Number one is stay in the will of God. Jesus even said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. So stay in the will of God. Jesus had to stay in the will of God. We were in Israel maybe two years ago now, uh, with Andrew and a whole party of guys, first time we'd ever been there. And we were in the Garden of Gethsemane where we saw where Jesus was, you know, cried, sweated blood. And, and uh, he said, Father, you know, t- can you, is there not another way? Because he knew what was coming his way. And um, he said, Is there not another way? But not my will be done. Your will be done. And often I've thought that in life. Lord, is there not another way? Couldn't you have made me richer? Um, better looking? I don't know. That's joking. That's a big miracle. Uh, Must be realistic. So, um, you know, there's just things that we all get tested on and tempted in this life and things that we, couldn't my life have been different? Couldn't I have been born with a different skin color or different hair or eyes or different wife or a different husband, different children, different job? All these things can pass through our our thoughts and our hearts. And we need to settle them. And remember, you've got the gateway here. And you're in charge of that gateway. You decide what comes in and what continues and what continues in terms of your life and what's going to settle in your heart. Or you, you, uh, you make the wrong choice. But I trust every this morning every one of you will make good choices. Stay in the will of God for your life. There's his, his general will. We've all got to abide by it, whatever we see in the word of God. And if God's spoken to you specifically about something, if you'd remain in his will specifically for your life, whatever he's called you to do and be, and So stay in the will of God. It's the safest place. It may get bumpy. It may get rough. There's no guarantees. I mean, Jesus had a run. All the apostles, you know, they didn't all die with big mansions and three-piece suits and, uh, you know, come look at how God's blessed me. They all, except for John, he died much later in life. But all the rest died quite horrific deaths, to be honest. You know, the heroes of the faith in Hebrews uh, talks about guys going through intense times but not giving up on God. You know, but where's the blessing and where's you know that the blessing is knowing God. The blessing is that we have written our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life and we've got hope. Imagine living having no hope. Imagine if someone dies and there's no hope for them. We've got incredible hope that we're just passing through this life and one day we'll be in eternity with them forever in a different format altogether. Set boundaries. Decide in your heart beforehand. And so set boundaries according to the word of God. How are you going to respond? How are you going to react? If certain things come your way if you get temptations in, in the area of fi, fi, See, fi, we often think finance is a blessing. Well, good teaching this morning, Clint. Um, we think finance is always a blessing from God, but actually, the devil offered Jesus money, and in his in that context, it wasn't a blessing, he offered him power, he offered him authority. And we think whenever, I'll be made managing director, and I used to drive a Mercedes E-Class, and I thought, wow, this is amazing, and I'm a senior manager in a big company, and, you know, you think blessing from God? Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. I don't know. But if it hurts my walk with God, then maybe it wasn't a blessing, or maybe I made the wrong decisions and choices in how I flowed in that. In fact, it's more blessed to give and to receive. You know, God looks very favorably upon the poor, and the rich seem to get a bit of a hard ride according to Scripture unless they're generous. Um, so set boundaries of how you'll respond and how you'll react when temptation comes your way. One of the big areas is sexuality today, it's so in your face. Um, it's everywhere, more than any other generation. But you must remember this, while sin increases, grace increases all the more. So it's not like we're still running on you know, like half grace or God's grace is immeasurable. It's so full, the fullness of God for every single situation. I've had people say before, you know, you know how come you had sex with a girl? I just found myself in bed with her. No, you didn't find yourself in bed with her. You walked there and you sort of took your clothes off, you know. Um, past the buck, you know. I Don't know what happened. And uh, so take responsibility. Set boundaries. Know what, how you're going to respond when temptation comes your way in the area of sexuality. In fact, one of the best things is to stay away, well away from anything that will tempt you. And uh, run from flee from stuff that's going to get you into trouble you know your weaknesses be accountable submit one to another the bible says there should be a mutual submission amongst all of us if your life is not in submission uh, to people maybe you're not in submission to God because 1 John 4:20 says how can you love God and love by the way is God's love language is obedience not mushy feelings um, you know how can you say you love God who you've never seen if you can't love man who you can see so all your expression vertically towards God will be reflected this way. If I want to know how you love God, I'll see it in your relationship with people, and your relationship with money, anything of this world, anything horizontal is a reflection of the vertical. Because you see people always say, no, I only trust Jesus. I only follow Jesus. I only follow man. Well, then you're totally unbiblical. Totally. How are you going to apply Matthew 18? You're to take huge chunks of scripture out of your Bible then. Because Matthew 18 says, if you've got a problem, you know, take it to the church. What church? You're not in a church. Well, Hebrews 13, 17 says, your leaders have got to stand for God and give an account for you. Where, show me your leaders are going to give an account for you. So, the expression of your love for Jesus will always be this way. And accountability, you should be in an accountable relationship with someone. Preferably someone who can more mature than you. Hopefully even a leader. And they're there to build you up not to break you down. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 2 Corinthians 13, he says, my authority, and Paul had serious authority, he said, my authority is to build you up, not to break you down. Any, any leader should be someone who builds into your life and takes you somewhere in Jesus. It may mean they have to be strict sometimes, because Jesus was strict. I mean, imagine Jesus walking in here not being pleased and kicking all these chairs. You know, wham, wham, wham. You know, that's not, that doesn't look so kind, but that was, that was kindness, it was love in a different expression. Number four, the last point, know your enemy. Um, the Bible says we are not unaware of the enemy's schemes. The enemy works with, the, you know, God is creative, the devil is not. God's very creative. He's always on the he is creation. And the devil just follows a standard list, like a spur menu, you know. Um, he's just got his same old menu that he's using for thousands of years. He, he knows mankind, he knows how you operate, he knows how to get you down, he knows how to trap you. He's done, he's been around, he's not stupid. Not, I'm not empowering him here, I'm just trying to make you aware of, his, of how he works. You've got to know your enemy. Many years ago, I was in the Defense Force in another country, and I was working on helicopters and an operation, a frontline operation. And when we arrived, they said to us that our, our enemy will, and they'd been trying and they'd kept trying, would come at us with uh, a Russian plane called a MiG 21. Uh, so they're coming at us. We can only pick them up seven minutes from our base. Uh, we will have two, and we had French Mirage fighter planes. Um, we have two planes sitting on the runway for two weeks, uh, and every two hours the pilots would get out and new pilots would get in. They were plugged in, they had to get in the end 45 seconds because we could only pick identify enemy seven minutes. That's all that did. So 45 seconds to get in the end, and they would often scramble and, and um, divert the enemy away from us. So we need to have good radar. You need to know when the enemy is attacking. You need to know what he looks like. I find Christians sometimes make silly moves and silly mistakes just out of a lack of good radar, not able to discern what is happening. And God's given you his Holy Spirit to help you discern and to know what is right and wrong. And also he's given us people around us to help us and guide us to truth as well and to speak into our lives and to help us make good decisions in this life. And as Someone once said, what's my finance got to do with you and the church? It's got everything to do with us. Because if you go down financially, we we have to go down with you we're a family we do life together we'll take our own money and, and help you and so if you make bad decisions we're wasting kingdom money which could be used for something else in your bad decision because you wouldn't take advice but the bible says you know get ask people tap into them we do life together that's church so I hope something of the word of God has been imparted this morning um, I, I have such faith in the word of God and how it works and penetrates into people's hearts so I believe that God wants to unlock people here this morning. So can we all stand? If there's an area that you've been struggling with, like really grappling with, um, it could just be that you, yeah, you just handle God's money badly. Uh, you handle your children badly, your wife, your husband, your job. You're not. It's just areas that you've been really struggling in and not getting breakthrough. And you're going around the mountain and you can't work out. Because we can't be just be victims, folks. You can't see yourself as a victim and say, okay, woe is me, poor are me. God wants you to overcome. He's given you everything. He's given you himself. I'm not talking prosperity message here, okay? I'm trying to bring a holistic, that's our word, not the funny hoax. It's a holistic message of what God wants for us as his people. He wants his people to walk in freedom so that he can, he can work through us. There's a world out there that needs us. They do. They don't know it. But we exist partially for this world to bring the good news. We've got good news to offer. Jesus is good news. He's not bad news. Gospel means good news. But if you're so busy trying to sort out your own life, you know, don't, don't bug me. Go and find someone else. Then we've got a problem. We need, we need guys to go into battle. Sorry, only half the army is effective. The other half are still, you know, they, they, haven't, they can't afford to come. Uh, their cars are broken down. This is... I'm using picture language here. Um, you know, everything's out of order. The key won't fit in the ignition. Uh, sorry, we only got half the troops available. And God wants full house. He wants us all to be available. You know, use me, God, use me. But if he can't use you because you're so, you know, caught up in, in drama in your own life, then maybe it's time for your breakthrough this morning. I believe God is, is here. I believe he's holding out his hands to us and say, come on, I'll lead you through. If you're going through a storm right now a difficult patch right now god wants to lead you through the storm i'm not guaranteeing it won't be bumpy this is a bumpy life jesus warned us in this life you have many hardships but take heart i have overcome this world folks there's so much in you you don't realize it the one thing i hate is how the devil traps god's people in their thoughts and their minds how they see themselves it's not a positive thinking message this is a truth message of God. The truth will set my people free. I want the truth of God to set you free this morning. Open your hearts right now. Close your eyes. My job is to connect you to Jesus, not to connect you to grow this church or grow an organization. My heart is to, is to connect you to Jesus this morning. But you'll grow in your knowledge of him and his love for you. And how he pours himself out and he's praying for you even now. He's, he's on your side. Take your eyes off this world right now. Take your eyes off this world. You're not made for this world. You're passing through. Don't let the circumstances, the things you're going through right now, hold you back from serving Jesus. In fact, everything about kingdom is opposite spirit. When you're down, then you must get up. Get up and fight. Get back into the fight. Some of you have given up the fight. The devil's clapped you so many times. And you've, you've forgotten. You don't, understand, you don't know how to walk and follow God in through the storm. And you're left behind at the beginning of the storm. The Lord wants to come and bring peace in your heart and joy in your heart in the midst of trials and tribulations. Father, I pray for these precious, precious people. I want to see them through your eyes this morning, Lord. That you love them so much that you sent your son Jesus to come and die for them. And the most expensive thing on this world because they were bought with the blood of Jesus. Christless. They belong to you, Jesus. And Father, when the enemy has come against them and deceived and clouded their judgment and clouded their understanding, their view of you and, and of themselves, I pray this morning for us to see, us to see you, Jesus, that you actually were close by in every moment. Every moment you were there, Lord. We don't always understand we don't always have the answers for everything. I wish we did sometimes, but Lord, we don't. But we trust you, God. Our faith is in you. That you'll lead us. You'll never leave us or forsake us. That you'll be there every step of the way, God. Every step of the way. We'll never be alone. For you're with us. Just come set your people free this morning, God. Just, why don't you just communicate, just talk to him. Speak to God right now. Just... Anything in your heart right now you want to make right. Some of you may even been angry with God. Where were you, Lord? Where were you? He was there. But he knew you'd bring you through. God wants to renew faith this morning. Renew trust in Him. Some of you have been hurt by leaders. Some of you have been hurt by authority figures in your life. I believe God wants to press restart this morning in your hearts. But you'll choose, you choose this morning to trust who God has given you. You choose. Focus, your life's in your hands. Nobody can force you. Take back control and present it to Jesus. I pray everyone finds freedom this morning. Everyone finds the peace and the joy which is beyond, beyond comprehension. It should not be like this. I don't know why I'm joyful, Lord. I should be moaning and groaning. If you've moaned and groaned, just ask for God to forgive you, and you will. God is very quick to forgive, eh? Very quick. Slow to anger. Slow to anger. Bounding in love. Full of love. Perhaps some of you have got a wrong idea of God. You're, through your father figures or you seem as grumpy old man and angry. Wanting to knock you around and punish you. Pray for freedom of that, man. It's not the God that we serve. Fill your people this morning, Lord. Fill your people. Fill your people. You're generous God. You fill us with your presence and your Spirit. Generous God. We worship you, King Jesus. We worship you. If there's anyone here this morning who, who's never actually made a commitment to Jesus. And this is not cheap, this offer, because it came at a great price, Jesus. But the Bible makes it very clear that every single person on this planet was born out of relationship with God because of the fall, as we know it. You can be a good person. Good people don't go to heaven. Only born again save people, but go to heaven. Jesus came that your sin might be covered by his blood you took your sin upon him at the cross and sin is quite simply leading your own life for yourself, all the symptoms are, are its symptoms it was the heart, is your heart surrendered to Jesus this morning is he on the throne right in your heart and in, in your will is he, is he there is he Lord He saviour as well as Lord so anyone here this morning, I know 41 years ago I, was, I came to a meeting like this and I gave my life to Jesus. I didn't know what that really meant. But it's been tremendous. So anyone here this when you stick your hand up and wave at me? Who wants to surrender their life to Jesus this morning? Maybe Vampy, if you can just quickly...